I would say that this is not a sermon. This is a message. Because I plan on preaching something else. But God is in control, all right? So, Matthew chapter 15 and verse 26. But he answered and said, It is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And I want to preach just for a little while. I got your attention. You're here on Sunday. God's ready to bless us. On the title, Not Offended. Not Offended. Michael's wife. Now that's just the name. Okay. Because there's a lot of Michaels out there. Michael's wife refusing to give in to getting old. Goes out and gets an expensive platinum class makeover. The works. And if you're a guy, you might not know what that is. If you're a girl, it involves a lot of doing hair and the, the clothes. And I used to watch them as a kid. You know, they'd have these shows where they bring a kind of a normal looking woman out, no offense, and they do it on purpose, right? They just kind of make her look kind of normal. And then, voila, she comes back the next show or something and she's like a different person, right? So she goes and gets this expensive makeover. It was guaranteed to make her look years younger. So, and it cost that much, right? So after returning home, she asks her husband, darling Michael, honestly, if you didn't know me, what age would you say that I am? Danger, right? Like this wife said to her husband, do I look fat? And you know what the husband said? Do I look stupid? (laughs) (laughs) Looking over her carefully, Michael replied, well, judging from your skin, 20. And you know, the wife is like, judging from your hair, 18. And she's like, and judging from your figure, 25. And she kind of blushed and she said, you flatterer. And just as she was about to tell Michael how wonderful he was, he stops and says, whoa, hold on, sweetie. I haven't added all the numbers up yet. It says, P.S. P.S. Let us know if you've seen Michael. We're very worried. (laughs) The Bible says that when Jesus departed into the coasts of Tyre and Sidon, behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast. And cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. And the Bible said he answered her not a word, seemingly ignoring her. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. And then he responds with our scripture. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Actually, that's not our scripture. It's a few uh, scriptures down. Then she came, came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. Now, Syrophoenicia was 
uh, denoting in this Mark chapter 7, it's the same account of Scripture. So this woman was perhaps from like modern day Lebanon or Syria and Syrophoenician. It was the Phoenicia that belonged to Syria. It was a Roman province. So perhaps she was of a mixed race. She was not a Jew. Uh, Modern day, perhaps she lived in Lebanon, which is nearby to modern day Israel. But we find that she had a great need. And you know that many times today, I don't know if you notice this, but you say something and people get offended about anything. Like this man, uh, was he held the door for the woman at Starbucks and she goes, he said, excuse me, ma'am? She said, I hope you're not holding the door for me because I'm a woman. And he said, I'm not. I'm holding the door for you because I'm a gentleman. (laughs) But you know, people can get offended if you let the door slam in their face. If you hold the door, you're accused of microaggressions. You're accused of being this. If you do, if you're accused of being this, if you don't. And I really believe that the answer is not to get more offended. It's to be not offended. And I believe that, have you ever heard somebody say, well, does this offend you or did you take offense? Brethren, you don't have to take offense. And I believe that there's an answer to give you more joy, to give you more peace. And I want to talk about three things you can do if you're just done being offended. I don't want to be offended, let me tell you. I've had an interesting couple of weeks and I've had some chance to take offense and I realized, you know what, I don't like that. I don't want to live that way. I want to live like this Syrophoenician woman. I'm going to get to Jesus and I'm not offended. It's a choice. The Bible says there's three things in this scripture that show us how to be not offended. Not offended. Say, well, people can do you wrong. Guess what? They will. (laughs) But you know what? You can't change that. You know what you can change? The way that you are affected by it. People are going to call you names. You ever go to public school? They call you names, but you don't have to take it. The first thing on being not offended as we look at this great illustration of this woman The Bible said her daughter was grievously vexed with the devil. We don't know exactly what that meant. But uh, the first thing this woman had in not being offended is great love. Great love. You see, love is concerned about others, not yourself. When you become a parent, you realize this. I think everybody in here is a parent. So... We realize when you become a parent, you know what happens? You take the back seat and it's the kids' emergency room bills. It's the kids' new bike. It's the kids' books. And every week, you think it's a public school that there's no fees? Mm -mm. They want like every week, they want you to, oh, send this money in for the pizza party. Send this money in for the book fair. Send this money in for teacher appreciation week. Look, it's like a private school. They just call it public to get you in, right? But you know what? Your resources go to your children. Your love goes to your children. And you know what? We, we take that love and it's focused on something else. So she had this great love. And when she approached Jesus Christ, she says, help, Lord. My daughter needs some help. 
You know, the Bible says that for God so loved the world. You know that that love of God doesn't get easily offended. He just loves us. You know, when you love your kids, you let them do all kinds of stuff to you. I remember when, uh, when uh, Sister Velez was, her, her son was younger, because if he did it today, it would hurt. But he would like walk on her feet, you know, and he was like two or something, and she'd be like, <clears throat> and, you know, and try to, try to keep smiling. I remember it. Anyway, you know that little kids, they walk on your toes, but when they get older, they walk on your heart. But you know, why don't you just disown them? Because you love them. And you see that love that God has, not because we walk on his toes, but because we walk, men and women walk on his heart and they sin against him by their lives. But the Bible says, hey, that's all right. He's not offended. God loved the world. And it wasn't about him. He sent his only begotten son that he that believeth in him or whosoever believeth should not perish but have everlasting life. You see, when you have a great love, you can't get offended because it's not about you. It's about somebody else. And when God came into the world, they said, God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved. And see, God has a great love. That love is a seeking love. When other people said that Zacchaeus was this, this wicked tax collector, the Bible said that John, uh, that the Luke, the gospel records a son of man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. I'm not offended because, you see, my love is focused on something else. My love is focused on my children. My love is focused on my wife. My love is focused on my husband. Michael, who made the joke about his wife, God bless him because they're still looking for him. But my love is focused on something else. You see, offense is focused on you, but I'm not focused on me. So you know what? And if we're honest... If we're honest, if someone calls us a name, you know, sometimes, you know the hard part about it is there's a little bit of truth in it, right? We don't like that. Someone's like, you lazy lima bean. You're like, can't believe they said that because it's true. You don't say that part, right? Sometimes I am a little bit lazy. Sometimes that snooze button, if it had, it would get worn out. Like, you know, there's certain things that get worn out on the car, worn out on the phone. But you know what? I'm not focused on that. You see, a great love has great forgiveness. When you have, when you have a great love, the Bible says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor. You see, because if you get offended and you let it sit there, you know what happens? Have you ever left, left like meat in your car in Florida? Like frozen meat? You go shopping and then you like forget about it because the TV show's on. You run in the house and then you come back to your car and you're like... What is that? I don't know. Maybe the dog got in here. Then leave it there for a couple days. What happens? Oh, it grows, right? It takes on its a life of its own. And then even if you take it out, all the juices and goodness have seeped into your carpet, right? And then you have one of those people that has that bare metal trunk. Have you ever bought a used car and had a bare metal trunk? They took all the carpet out because something got in there and stunk up that carpet and they just like threw it out, right? But you know, the Bible says that if we let this offense sit there, we can become bitter. And then if we let bitterness sit there, we can just become resentful of everything. But you know what? That great love won't even let me stay offended. Because that love of God, the Bible said as be kind one to another, tender-hearted. That's why That's why the cannibals like to eat Christians, right? Because they're tender-hearted, right? No. Say, so, well, 
they tried to they tried to boil this Christian this Christian missionary and they wouldn't boil. And they're like, well, that's because he's a friar. Anyways. Forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. You see, if we're ready to be offended at something, then anything someone says can be offensive. Have you tried to talk to sometimes some people that it's like anything that you say? Hey, you look good today. Are you saying that I didn't look good yesterday? Really? Or hold the door for someone. Are you holding the door because I'm a woman? Are you holding the door for me because you don't think I can do it myself? You know, we can be offended at anything. And you say, well, Jesus told this woman, it is not right to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. He called her a dog. I thought Jesus was supposed to be full of love. I said, preacher, was it because the Gentiles... We're called dogs. The Bible says in the prophecy of Jesus Christ's crucifixion, for dogs hath come past me about. So the Jews would refer to non-Jews with a name that was less than flattering. They would call them dogs. And so non-Jews were referred to as dogs. So a preacher, I don't think that's right for a gentleman to refer to a woman who's in duress as a dog. You know what? Let me tell you, first of all, he didn't really do that. Let's look at the context, you know, because if you're offended, anything can make you offended. But that's not how Jesus is. He's tender, he's loving, he's humble, and this woman wasn't offended. But notice, he said it's not right to take the children's bread. Does anyone have a pet in here? And cast it to the dogs. Who eats first? The children. It wouldn't be right to feed your dog while you're, the dog's at the table eating and the kid's under the table, right? If you came into someone's house and the pets were all up at the table and the children were under the table, you'd be like, okay, this is opposite world. Something's wrong here. And that's what Jesus was saying. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God to salvation to everyone that believeth. Notice, to the Jew... First, who was Jesus sent to? He was the king of the Jews. He was sent to the house of Israel. He was there to first send. He was the king that came into where? Jerusalem, not to Washington, D.C., not to Babylon. But he came in there to redeem his people. And then it says, and also to the Greek, the Syrophoenician, the German, the American, the, the person from Kenya. That's me. I was born in Kenya. But the person from, uh, uh, from England, the person who was not a Jew, they get it first. The Jews get fed first. The reason that Jesus said that is he said, ma'am... Everyone's going to get some of God's blessing, but I've got to do the Father's will first. He wasn't trying to offend her. He said the love of God is going first to his children, and then God so loved the world, there's going to be enough for everybody. God has a great love. God has a great love. And she just wasn't offended. You know why? She didn't go away and say, I can't believe you said that. I can't believe you said that. You know, that I'm, it's, so, it's so wonderful not to be offended. Someone can cut you off and you'd be like, hey, praise God. You know what I say? I know this is being recorded, but I say, oh, maybe they need to go big potty. What do you mean? You say, there's potty and then there's big potty. If someone cuts you off, maybe you don't understand. If you're a kid, you don't understand what an emergency that is. That's like, you know, worse than DEFCON 1 when we're going to nuclear war, okay? It just takes all of your energy to get to the safe place, right? 
So preacher, they probably were just, uh, you know, they were just, you know, being unkind. Well, that's them. They may not be headed to that safe place, but you know what? I don't have to take offense. Have you ever heard of giving someone the benefit of the doubt? Just man, give them the benefit of the doubt. Have you ever had this thought of a brother or a sister and he's like, well, they're probably this way and they're probably thinking of me like this. Why don't you give them a benefit of the doubt? Say, wait a second, you know what? That brother's a good brother. That sister's a good sister. I'm not going to think of them that way because the devil's trying to make me offended over something that someone else isn't even doing. You know, a lot of people cut you off. They don't even know because they're on their, they're on their phone, right? But that great love can just be forgiving and say, hey, I'm not going to take any offense because I have a great love. I'm focused on someone else. And what was she focused on? She was focused on, she had a great focus. So it seems that stuff can trip us up. You ever like get in an argument on the way to church? Or you have a great message and then you get in an argument on the way home from church? You're like, wait a second. This is not supposed to be what's happening. <laughs> but you see, what we do, we get focused on, no, you were supposed to take the chicken out of the car. The preacher was talking to you. No, the preacher wasn't talking to anybody. <laughs> Actually, so, a sis- Sister Patterson just brought chicken for us and left it in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so that chicken went out, you know, and then hopefully in someone else's trash can, right? It's like, oh, praise God for Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. They got trash cans right in the in the you know, in the parking lot. But she said, thou son of David, thou son of David, have mercy on me. You know what? That's what she was appealing to him as the king of the Jews. That's why he responded that way. He's the son of David is coming for the Jews, but she had a great focus. What did she do? You know, sometimes if you try to get, you're almost getting offended. You need to step back from the situation when it becomes personal. You know what she did? She stepped back and she said, you know what? true lord that's the truth it's not right to take the the blessings of israel and give them to the gentiles but she said lord didn't she see that the same one is the king of israel is the king of kings and the king of and the lord of lords so she stepped back one step and she said that's true but let me step back one step you're not only the king of israel You're not only the redeemer of Israel. You're not only the king of Jerusalem, but you're the king of kings that created all mankind. You're the Lord of lords over every situation and everyone. And she said, the dogs eat the crumbs. The dogs eat too. Now, American dogs and cats, they eat well. Have you ever seen like an American dog or a cat? And I lived overseas. The dogs eat scraps and stuff like that. You know what American dogs eat? They eat their food and they eat your food. Prove it. Look at an American dog or American. Everyone starts to look like a, a wiener dog, like a dachshund. They're kind of like round, the dogs and the cats, and they kind of waddle around the house. Why? They eat good, right? And you know that I believe that we might be second in line from Israel. Say, preacher, you just offended me about my pet. They say the truth hurts, doesn't it? But you know what? I was making a point that God has enough leftovers for us, that God has enough for us where we're not going to be left out in the cold. Healing is the children's bread. But guess what? The dogs under the table, they're going to eat well because they're in the same house with the children that eat well. And this woman stepped back and she said, I'm not going to be offended. And even though the saints said, Get her away from us, Peter and John and all these. Like, let her, You know what? I'm not going to pray to the saints anyway. I'm going to pray to Jesus. The saints might get mad. You know that sometimes you might get treated wrong by a brother or a sister. They might say something offended, offensive. 
Don't be offended. Focus on Jesus. She could have had all kinds of reasons. I'm going to walk away. I'm not going to come back. No, I'm going to get closer to Jesus because I need a blessing. You know that? You know why the thief got offended? You know why that burglar got offended? Because he took things so personally. But you know that we don't have to be like that. Say, preacher, what thief are you talking about? It's a joke. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus. You know, saints may let you down, but Jesus will never let you down. You know, Jesus never had a bad day. She had a focus that it seemed like Jesus was saying something bad, but that great love kept her coming. It seemed like the saints were saying, get out of here, but she stayed focused on Jesus. You know, the devil will try to get you focused on everything but Jesus. But I'm not offended. I'm going to stay focused on Jesus. He's the source of my salvation. He's the source of my forgiveness. He's the source of my blessings. The Bible said that every good gift and every perfect gift cometh down from above. The Bible said that uh, all of the blessings of God are yea and in him. They're amen. They're all in Jesus. She's not offended. The last thing that she had, she had great love. She had great focus. And this is real easy. If someone says something offensive to you, you just don't have to take it. Say, you know what? They need the great love of God. It should identify them. So my husband or my wife has said something offensive. Well, maybe they're having a bad day. Lift them up. That's what Jesus would do. You know that when Jesus was risen from the dead, you know that he came to his disciples on Easter Sunday and he showed them his hands and he showed them his side. Isn't that amazing? He didn't say like Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'll be back. I'm going to get you guys. He didn't say that. Say, oh, I'm going to nuke Rome and then I'm going to nuke all you unbelieving Jews. Why did he come back? He came back to the ones who crucified him and he said, I'm here. I'm alive. I've risen from the dead. Why? Because he wasn't offended. And I'm like, man, you know, how can Jesus do that? I don't know. But Christ in me can do the same thing. If God can love someone, I can love someone. Why? Because all the blessings of God, they're flowing through me. All the forgiveness of God is flowing through me. And how did this woman eventually make it to God? She had great faith. She had great faith. The Bible said... That Jesus answered and said unto her, Woman, didn't call her a dog. He said, Ma'am, great is thy faith. You know that that's the one way that we can approach God anyway. It's by faith, not by our standing, not by our nationality, not by our race, not by our position. But the Bible said, without faith. Faith, it is impossible to please him. They that cometh to unto God must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I'm not going to be offended because I realize, man, if I get to God, things are going to work out. If I, were, if I get to God, then there'll be enough for me and someone else. If I get to God, you know, it was a blessing. Uh, we went to the mailbox, and someone who doesn't even live in this state, they sent an offering. I'm like, wow, praise God. Because we just sent in an extra offering last, uh, last month to add some more to our reserve account. We want to buy a church. And then it was like, man, it was kind of looking short, looking short. And I'm like, here comes this offer. You know, faith. You just believe God that God's going to make things happen. And you do the right thing. And look at that. There might be some hang time, but God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. And I was like, 
wow, look at that. And it was, you know, in the hundreds of dollars. And he said, the person doesn't even attend church here. But you know what? God can touch hearts. Brethren, God has it in control. And the Bible says, and her daughter was made whole from that very hour. She got what she needed from God. You know, when it comes down to it, who cares what somebody thinks? If they want to think that, I can't change them, but I can only change me. I can't change what someone, you know, there's going to be people out there that say mean things. Why? Because they're mean. Because they're broken. Because they don't have this forgiveness of Christ. But you know what? I'm not here to find fault. I'm not here to go on Facebook and say, well, let me give you a piece of my mind. I don't want to give them a piece of my mind. (laughs) I want to give them a piece of Jesus and the great love. Hey, you know what? That's okay. God loves you. I like to close with this. I'm reminded of of a time when I was driving a truck and uh, I went into a job site the wrong way. Now, I was driving a tractor trailer and I went in where they were getting ready to grade the ground and, and put asphalt down. And this man, in no uncertain terms, told me I was in the wrong place. And he used a bunch of those words that were only four letters long, so you could really make yourself known, right? And, uh, well, I don't know exactly what he said. It was not flattering, right? And I remember kind of ignoring the guy because I was going out and trying to, I couldn't find a place to back up. It was a tractor trailer and I needed some help. So eventually another guy came and helped me back up so I could get out of the way. And uh, I remember I went back to our shop. This is about 20 some years ago. And we had these coffee cups that we would give out. You know, businesses have coffee cups with the name of the business on them. And it was like in a little baggie. So I said, can I take this? To, the, to, to a guy at the job site because I had to go back. You know, you always got to go back. <laughs> and so I went in the right entrance this time <laughs> and uh, I went and found the guy and I walked up to him and I didn't say anything to him. And all I did was I held out the coffee cup and kind of opened my eyes like this because he knew what he had said to me. And you know what he did? He hung his head in shame. And he thrust out his hand. And he wasn't from the South, but he said, like, my name's Vern or Virgil. This is in Washington State, right? And he shook my hand. Why, preacher? I wasn't offended. And I just showed him a little bit of love. Free coffee cup. I didn't cost me anything. But you know what? A lot of times it doesn't cost us anything to not be offended. And if you want to change someone's life, sometimes they're going to have to say something offensive to you. And you just work right on through and say, I'm not going to take that. But I got something to give you. The love of God, a focus on Jesus, and a great faith that's not going to be turned away. Jesus answers prayers of faith. That's why I can't be offended. I can't live in sin because I need my heart opened up to God. With heads bowed and eyes closed in reverence to the Lord.